Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Merry Christmas, bitches. It's the Grave Plot Christmas Special. I'm your host, Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. Welcome to the show, guys. And uh, ho, ho, holy shit, do we have a lot of stuff for you today. This is going to be a long one. That's what she said. Boom. Got it. <laughs> Proud of you. Yes, this is going to be quite the show. So much so, we're going to split it into two parts. Because it's just too much stuff to listen to. Yeah. I mean, do you really want to sit around and listen to us for almost four hours, probably? Why not? I mean, I've done it. (laughs) But, I mean, I have to listen to myself all day, you know. It gets a little taxing. Yeah, I don't like listening to you. Yeah, I know. That is my wife. (laughs) Hey-oh! Um, Take my wife, please. (laughs) Uh, So we want to start things off by always thanking our Patreon patrons, Max Zaleski, Skeptical Crypto, Kevin Nesgoda, and the Horror Addicts. If you would like to become one of our cherished Patreon patrons, Taylor, where can they go? Go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. You get yourself some perks for as little as a dollar a month. Yes, uh, what do we got? We're very soon. We're gonna start doing stickers at one dollar. And do do we? Or is that just like a? That's just like oh, donate a dollar, you get nothing. No, you well, I mean, you you get access to our Patreon's only feed. True. Okay. But as far as shit, we're gonna give you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna start doing stickers. I'm gonna start uh, rolling those out pretty soon here. Uh, there's going to everybody that already contributes with what's the word donates patronizes sure <laughs> don't patronize us <laughs> we get enough of that from our wives and girlfriends <laughs> take my wife please <laughs> it's a running gag this is just the dad joke hour right here um and then five dollars five dollars gets your name on the show right um ten dollars is ten dollars gets you a special thanks credit in our short films which we're going to do eventually, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I know we said uh, we we're making a Christmas one, but I, I don't know if you guys know this, but the holidays are fucking taxing. Yeah, we're very busy people. But we, we are going to make one. Um, I don't want to give a time frame because then I'm gonna, we're going to end up missing that again. But yeah. we're, we, we're going to do one, I swear, before next Halloween. Yeah, I mean, we've got an idea that, that we had written. We tried changing it to a Christmas theme. Or we did change to the Christmas theme, but that didn't happen, obviously. So we're going to have to write a whole new one, and we'll probably save this one for next next Halloween yeah. or Christmas. Or, or something. We'll so, figure it out. Something or other. Um, we will make one. Yeah. So that's $10 special thanks. $15, we're going to give you a special patrons-only t-shirt. Again, that's coming out soon, guys. And then we have a $20 tier. $20 gets you an executive producer credit. Right. And a t-shirt. And like basically all the stuff below. Yeah. Um, it's like a funnel. Yes. Less and less, the further down you go, (laughs) bring money. (laughs) Um, so I guess not a lot to bullshit about. Um, I'm getting a raise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. When was the last time you got a raise? Uh, when I moved back from New York. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I know that the, probably the day is coming where I'm not going to get an annual raise. I've been at my company for, well, about two and a half years now. And I've gotten a raise on my first one year and two year. But it'll probably come to a point where they're not going to start giving me any more money. <laughs> yeah. Or it'll be less and less. 
Probably, yeah. Give you a five cent raise. Well, my first one was fifty cents. I'm saying it's gonna get less and less. Give you a penny raise <laughs> per year. Um. So, uh, you watch Stand Against Evil? Yeah. You, did you finish it? Or you... Uh, I think so. Okay. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. I know. I just I asked you a couple weeks in a row if you caught up, and you said you hadn't. I ha- I watched more since then. Okay. But I don't know if I've watched all of them. What, what's your What's your takeaway? What your verdict? It it almost it's it's like a not as good Ash versus Evil Dead. It's still yeah. good, but I think the fact that Ash versus Evil Dead exists is a big hindrance. Yeah, um, I would think the smart thing to do would to be run it like run it in an opposite season. Yeah, don't run it at the same time as Ash versus Evil Dead because. You think of like uh, Walking Dead and then Fear of the Walking Dead. They don't run at the same time. Right. They basically run Fear of the Walking Dead to kind of satiate people's zombie lust or whatever. Yeah. Uh, during the summer. So I think they should do something similar like this with some, something similar to that with Stan versus Evil or Stan against Evil. Yeah. Um, so you even got that versus and against thing. In yeah. There. That would be a, that would be a smart move. But, yeah, so, I mean, it got picked up for a second season, which is good because I think the last episode, it picked up. Like, I want to see more of that. In yeah. Because it was really slow to start. And a lot of shows don't really, you know, the first season is just kind of getting your feet wet. And then the, the second and third seasons are when it really kind of starts to get their feet under them. Yeah. I mean, they're lucky they're a cable show, not a network show. Of course, that would never work on a network. Yeah. Um, but cable shows, I think, are a lot easier to get renewed. Probably. Because they pay a pittance to produce it, and it's just whatever. Yeah. But then Salem got canceled. Yeah, it did. Which, uh, you know, fucking Comcast. I can see Salem in my on-demand menu, but I can't watch it. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you, you were aware of that? Well, I mean, I, I just got the most basic cable there is, but like going through the on-demand, I can see all kinds of shit that I can't watch. Well, no, it's not that. I have WGN. Oh. I can watch WGN. For some reason, I cannot access the on-demand. Well, that's odd. Yeah. Well, even saying I can't access isn't the right term. I can open Salem, like open the Salem show, or show page, I guess, because I have this X1, their, mm, yeah. their newfangled technology. Technology! <sighs> uh, and I, I, can ac- I can access the show page, but I can't actually play anything. It shows me like the next time it's on TV, but it doesn't say I can play it on That's TV. weird. Yeah, it's, so I haven't watched any of the new season, and I guess this is the last season, so... Um, fuck it. <laughs> I haven't watched any, so... Well, last season, uh, again at the at the end, it started to pick up. So I was curious to see what went on in the season, but Comcast just made it too difficult for me. Comcast said, "Fuck off, think, fuck you, Tony." I think WGN should blame Comcast for it failing. Everyone should blame Comcast for everything. Everything. Yeah. Um. So what what's new with you aside from the raise? Um, 
not much. Just, you know, getting ready for the holidays, trying to not lose all my money. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I think I talked about this last episode, but I mean, you can you can see our new TV, and that was my wife's suggestion, surprisingly enough. Um, and that's going to be like our big present to each other. Mm. So, I mean, she's out shopping for me right now because she likes to wait till the last minute, but all the stuff under there, like it's it totals up to like $150 maybe. <laughs> um, so we're keeping it light this year. Yeah. Especially cause we're looking for a house. Right. But, yeah. 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 Just, you know, kicking away. Yeah. You know, life. Yep. <laughs> Taking forever. <laughs> okay. Well, this is going nowhere. Do you want to do real uh, horror business? Well, do we want to talk about how we're splitting up the episode? I know you mentioned it briefly, but do we want to talk about how we're doing it. Right. Okay. So we got a lot of shit this episode, guys. We got horror business. Um, and you know, as long as that takes us, um, then we've got the, the Krampus contest that we talked about. Um, then we have an interview, which was a very good, but long interview. Um, and then we've got the two reviews that we've got to get through. So plus our annual gift exchange. Yes. Um, so in the, what's the word I'm looking for? Spirit of time. No. Uh, Interest in the interest of saving go. time, um, and of not putting out a four-hour-long episode. Yeah, that too, because nobody's going to listen to us for that long. Um, so c- consider this: go. this part one is like your stocking, and then part two is your present. Right. So basically, it's a theme we're gonna... show you see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. We're going to do horror business. We're going to do. Um, the contest results and we're going to do one review and then the next episode which i think we're probably going to do on friday the 23rd um we're going to have the the interview and the other review um so that's how things are going to work yeah merry christmas man we're on fire today santa (laughs) i was so ready to come out here there's so much energy but it's just not happening. Okay, well, I'll punch you in the dick, and then you'll just you'll be, be energized. <laughs> I'll just spend the rest of the episode like uh, my dick. Come on, get hype! It's Christmas. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Christmas is Christmas, still like Christmas. a week and a half away. Shut up. <laughs> no, a week, a week, a week. Yes. Well, today anyway. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be. Just a few days. Yeah, see? Get hype. Santa Claus is coming. Woo! Ah! Okay. Real world horror. Is what we do when we do horror business. Why do I keep doing that? Because you're an idiot. I've been doing this for three fucking years, and now I'm starting to fuck it up? <laughs> God damn it. So... Horror business, first story, real world horror. There you go. Hey. Not a kid. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, politically here in the U.S., we've been dealing a lot with Russia. Uh, apparently they rigged our election. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly. But now we've got some 
Russian what billionaire? Is that what he is? Probably entrepreneur of some kind. Um, who is just lost his damn mind <laughs> and. Okay, so basically what ha- what's happening is he is setting up a reality show, which I assume will probably run online because it's going to run 24 hours a day, seven days a week for nine months. The show is going to be called Game 2, colon, Winter. Which makes me wonder, like, if it's called Game 2, Winter, are they planning on doing, like, Game 2, Spring? Well, what's, what was Game 1? I don't know. <laughs> just that's the lost season um but yes it's a nine month sur- siberian survival test that will strand 30 male and female contestants in negative 40 degree weather don't know if that's um celsius or fahrenheit but either way it's gonna be fucking cold <laughs> i believe i it's both like negative 40 is like where they line up somehow you're right. I looked that up. You're, you're, you are correct. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Um, so, yeah. doesn't really matter because negative 40 shouldn't exist. <laughs> That's something that shouldn't happen in this world. No, unless you're in like a fucking meat freezer or something. Right. Even I don't think even freezers go that low. That is insane. That, that is insanely cold. Just, just dumb cold. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in a re- remote Siberian forest um, along with bears and wolves. Fucking bears, rhinos. <laughs> they're, they're going to be going for $1.6 million in prizes. Um, what are they going to be like in like at home board games and stuff? I think they get a cash prize. I don't think it's, it's $1.6 million worth of things. <laughs> like somebody's just deciding yeah yeah that's worth about hundred thousand dollars retail <laughs> they like called drew carey and we're like Dude. <laughs> so we got some questions for you <laughs> how much uh, is a bowflex <laughs> <laughs> so okay like i said uh it's an okay it is an online online series uh it's going to start airing on july 1st next year and run through april 1st 2018 april fool's day the joke is the show doesn't end for three more months <laughs> Um, the joke is you're all dead. <laughs> yeah, bears and fucking wolves. And negative 40 degree weather. <laughs> Who's going to live? And, you know, to add to it, uh, was, um, okay, there's a lot of stuff in the story. I'm trying to weed through the most important stuff. Uh, it's going to air in English, French, German, Spanish, Chinese, and Arabic. There's going to be no crew. They're mounting twin or 2,000 cameras Around this forest. And each uh, person has a body camera. Right. Um, so there's no one to save you. Yeah. I guess they have they have a panic button, but they said it takes half an hour to get there from helicopter. Oh, good. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, so the candidates have to be considered mentally sane. Um, if you're mentally sane, you're not going to fucking do this. Right. Because... <laughs> Here's the catch. Among other things, uh, they're going to allow rape and murder. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver saying that you might be raped and or murdered. (laughs) 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 Who does that? 
Uh, or maimed. Maimed is on there too. My God. <laughs> uh, they've already got contestants signed up. Yeah, apparently um, there's like 60 people who have signed up for this. What, yeah, and, that's in here somewhere. What? Oh, yeah. I, may, I may not have put it on the list, but yeah, there there was allegedly sixty people, one American. This sounds like. F- and here's the kicker: if you want to take part, you either have to be selected by viewers in an online voting session, or pay one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Oh boy! Why would you pay for this? This is being uh, financed by Evgeny Pietkovsky. Sure. Um, he's creating and financing the show. Uh, he invested 1 billion rubles, which equates to about $16.2 million into the series. Um, Everything is allowed. Wow. I like I can't wrap my mind around this. This is insane. I like how the rules say everything is allowed, and then they list these things in the following order. Fighting, alcohol, murder, rape, smoking, anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're allowed to smoke. I mean, fuck, if I got beat up, murdered, or raped, or probably not murdered, but if I got beat up or raped, I definitely want a cigarette. I just think it's funny how they put smoking after murder and rape well i mean you can murder someone rape someone you hell you could even smoke a cigarette (laughs) oh this is insane uh but they the participants are warned that police will come and take them away if they commit these crimes (laughs) this is like this is like the purge or something. It's like if they made the purge into a game show. It's a fucking gimmick. I mean, that's what it is. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, okay, you can rape and murder people, but you're gonna get arrested if you do. So, I think they just they just want to cover their own asses in case it does go down like that. I guess, but I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, you'll get arrested, but you can't sue the show. You know, it'd be a good tact is like if you're like one of the last two, just kill the opponent. You'll go to jail, but you'll have what one point six something, one point six oh, yeah. million dollars to work with. <laughs> you can buy a really fucking good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Seems like kind of a shitty way to spend your winnings, but. So yeah, each week participants may request an item from viewers. Sounds like the Hunger Games. Yeah. This is this is the fucking Hunger. It Games. is the Hunger Games. Yeah. Jesus it's Christ. Hunger Games. <laughs> They can re- request items from viewers who will be able to donate money to for via the project's website. He must be a Hunger Games fan. Like, how else would he have come up with this idea? Yeah. Uh, they'll be permitted knives, but no guns. That's all right. Knives are more interesting. Here's a knife. Do something with the knife. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you think about this, Taylor? I think this sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this is insanity. I don't know why anybody would sign up for this. I don't know, but you, you said like, like I could have sworn it said in there, but I guess then there are some. Yeah, he said there are a bunch of people already signed up. A couple of them are Americans. I heard one American. One American. Yeah, out of sixty people. Like how batshit crazy do you have to be? <sighs> I mean, aside from the possibility of getting raped and or murdered, 
and or maimed? Uh, I mean, freezing to death. Um, being attacked being by e- bears. Eaten alive by a fucking bear. How many people does that happen to every year? They like said that one? They're, <laughs> <laughs> their target audience is like rich people seeking the ultimate thrill. Like the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like Running Man. Well, like, this is like one step away from just a reality show where you hunt people. It, it's Yeah, it's pretty much that already. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like... You do Russia. not hunt a man. <laughs> it's like Russia is in this other world where it's like this dystopian apocalyptic world and people just compete against each other like for their lives like 1984 or something yeah it's fucked up hella fucked up but you know what happens in siberia stays in siberia unless you get arrested for it that's what they say (laughs) they do say that uh if anyone like would would be willing to be on this show let us know why yeah because i would love to hear that and if you need help like We'll give you the suicide hotline. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Sometimes uh, edgy pe- edgy people with nothing to live for, they make really cool characters. <laughs> like uh, the Fonz. But the Fonz is fake. Yeah, but I don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. See how easily I was sold into this idea? <laughs> You're a terrible person. I talked myself into it. <laughs> So you're like, yeah, all right, let's do this. Let's start. When do we go? <laughs> all I can imagine is the real world with bears. <laughs> That's their tagline, actually. <laughs> what happens when people stop being stop being nice and start getting eaten alive by fucking bears? <laughs> yeah, it's that. There it is. <laughs> You're welcome. Put a stamp on it. You're welcome, Game 2 Winter. (laughs) All right. Something else? Something else. Anything else. So in a strange what? new development. Oh, so A. So in A. It sounded like you were speaking French or something. Sway. Sway. I am Claude. <laughs> Claude from France. <laughs> uh, so in a strange new development that's never happened before, uh, a Stephen King book is being developed into a movie. By? By Josh fucking Boone. Why? Who is this guy? Why is he the go-to? Why is he everywhere? Who does he have pictures of? Um, (laughs) They they originally announced this film back in February. Um, It's a book called Revival. But Josh Boone, in an interview, recently revealed that this is going to be his next project after New Mutants. Which, And then also he's making The Stand at the same time or something. Or, yeah, something. I don't know. But he announced that uh, they're moving forward. He says that he has a good relationship with Stephen King. So when he wanted to adapt Revival, he just went and asked him. And Stephen King was like, oh, whatever. 
But then he went on to say, I was able to write it in a very pleasant bubble, and we attached Russell Crowe. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm in now. <laughs> Fucking sold, guys. Um, yeah, so as soon as... Because, you know, Russell Crowe just made The Mummy. So he's, he's... Now he's off fighting around the world. He's done with that. And so now we're waiting on Boone to make New Mutants. And then we get Revival. Um, but at the same time, Boone is also developing... Clive Barker's 1989 novel, The Great and Secret Show, into a television program with Stephen King's son, Owen. I'm baffled. I haven't... This guy is everywhere. I I, I don't understand it at all. I don't either. He made a a, romantic comedy, and now all of a sudden he's the most in-demand director in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm speechless. (laughs) I don't. I don't know how somebody said, "Oh yeah, the guy that directed The Fault in Our Stars." That's the guy I want to direct this horror movie. Yeah, everyone or, or this fucking action superhero movie. What? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Uh, for those of you who haven't read Revival, it's the story of Jamie Morton, who has Morton. Like the salt. Martin. 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 <laughs> Damn, Gina. That's racist. It's <laughs> not racist. Uh, Jamie. Okay, white guy. <laughs> Honky. Can I continue? I guess. You're the one that said honky. That's racist. I'm white. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Wait till we get to the picnic, cracker. <laughs> Cracker, please. <laughs> you can say cracker. <laughs> uh, Jamie Morton has a uh, relationship with Reverend Charles Jacobs. Hang on. <laughs> uh, they have a special bond based on a secret. Of- have you read this? No. Okay. Well, they have a, a bond based on a secret obsession. That's all I really know. For each other. I don't. <laughs> yep. He was an altar boy. <laughs> Things got a little weird one night. Uh, But tragedy strikes the Jacobs family and the preacher curses God, mocks all religious belief, and is banished from their their town. Uh, Jamie then goes on to become a uh, guitar player playing in bar bar bands around the country. Uh, He's addicted to heroin. He's stranded in the middle of nowhere. And he meets Reverend Charles Jacobs again. And there's profound consequences for both men. And their bond becomes a pact beyond even the devil's devising. And Jamie discovers that revival, there it is, may, uh, has many meanings. That was so fucking vague. Yeah. Like, I didn't get anything from that. I know there's a priest, and there's a guy, and they they have sex. They do some, <laughs> they do some stuff, and guitars. And then he, then he becomes a rock star on heroin. And... <laughs> And then they then they meet up Europe. again and get back together. Yep. <laughs> and then something sinister happens, probably. Something evil. Something with the devil. I don't know if devil's involved somehow. He's in there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe there's like a crossroads kind of thing. <laughs> what are we doing? It's Stephen <laughs> King, so you know, it's there's stuff. <laughs> you know the kind of stuff that Stephen King does. He writes books. I can't wait for Josh Boone to put a stamp on these things, you know, 
The thing is, though, like Josh Boone has been attached to like 87 projects in the past year. <laughs> How many has he made? I don't know. I don't keep up with his uh, career because he hasn't created anything that I have a, even slightest interest in. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck this then. Let's move on. Fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Fuck, fuck Stephen King, says Tony. I didn't say that. You, you alluded to it. I didn't say that. You said that. They'll put words in my mouth. Put something in your mouth. Gross. My fist. <laughs> it's no surprise to me. I am my own worst enemy. Cause every now and then I kick the living shit out of me. The smoke alarm is going off and there's a cigarette. Uh, okay, so Lionsgate is developing a BBC One uh, adaptation. It was a 2007 miniseries called Jekyll. Um, start. Uh, it's oh, it's uh, it's about Tom Jackman, Jackman, Tom Jackman, a modern day descendant of Doctor Jekyll, who is beginning to exhibit the trademark split personality. Uh, father and husband abandons his family without explaining why, and lives in a fortified basement with a psychiatric nurse as his ally. When they strap the doctor to a metal chair, she watches him transform into an alter ego who rages, shows heightened strength and speed. And can be a charming, flirtatious scoundrel as well. Uh, basically, the two personalities try to exist in the same body. Neither one of them really knows what the other one's doing when when they're in control of the body. So, you know, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, you know, like that famous story that we all know. With Russell Crowe. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um... Then, yeah, then Hyde finds out about Jekyll's family and, you know, hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, Anthony Bagarazzi Be- Be- and Charles Mondry. <laughs> Anthony Bagarazans. Bagaraz- Bag of Donuts. <laughs> um, they've written a script. It's going to be directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland. So, I mean, has he done anything that wasn't comedy? Because this doesn't sound very funny. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Okay, um, it's going to be starring uh, Captain America, Captain America himself, Chris Evans, Johnny Blaze. It's going to be weird, you know. Uh, you know, I saw Chris Evans play uh, the guy from Not Another Teen Movie, and then I saw him play Johnny uh, Storm, not Blaze, uh, in Fantastic Four. Yeah, fuck you. Don't know your comics, you stupid piece of shit. Fuck you. Come on, my show. <laughs> he directed Gangster Squad. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he directed Masturbation. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's a thing? Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, Chris Evans, you know, he started, he was kind of a cocky, smart ass in both of those movies, but now he's been playing Captain America for so long. Uh, you just kind of see him as this kind of Boy Scout almost. It's going to be weird seeing him play a character like Mr. Hyde, who's just a real asshole. Yeah. Unless they do like a CGI Hyde. Why would they do that? <laughs> why, why wouldn't they do that? Because <laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> uh, they do dumb things. It's Lionsgate, too. It's true. Lionsgate buys everything. Lionsgate does a lot of dumb things. 
Lionsgate just, I mean, they do a lot of good things, too. But they just they just do a lot of things. Right. It's like, um, you know, when you throw darts at a dartboard. <laughs> yeah, like just a fistful of darts. Yeah. And sometimes... Sometimes you, you hit, hit a bullseye. Sometimes you hit a bullseye, but most of the time you hit the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the wall or the pin, uh, the pinball machine or something, but yes, sometimes you hit the waitress. <laughs> they don't like that. They're like, stop throwing fists full of darts. That's throw, not how you play the fucking game. Throw one dart at a time. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So uh, I've heard. <laughs> My life in a nutshell. <laughs> um, it could be interesting. I haven't seen or heard of this BBC One miniseries. I believe it only lasted one season. That's what a miniseries is. Not, not always. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Otherwise, they just call it a series. Just a, just a regular old series. You, you don't know. Okay. You're not a TV executive. No, I'm not. You got me. <laughs> I guess you won that one. <laughs> I don't know. Are you? I mean, do you, do you think you'll see this? Maybe. I'm. I mean, I'm kind of interested to check out the BBC One um, miniseries, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, there, there's been a lot of adaptations and updates of just the the Jekyll Hyde story. Yeah. This one sounds like it might be interesting. I always like the Looney Tunes one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Where Hyde was just like this giant creature. Right. And Bugs Bunny was playing tricks on him. Yep. <laughs> and he could basically like switch whenever he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> And he like uh, had like a seizure, and he would just like turn into him. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> is that it? Are we done? I, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. is there anything else? I, I I don't I don't know. And I'm I've never been super into Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and this is it because you're uncultured. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who won't ever watch a movie with subtitles ever again. I don't watch movies to fucking read. I read books to read. So I don't know. This doesn't really appeal to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'll wait until I see a trailer to make a full judgment call. Mm, yes. Mm, indeed. Dustin McNeil, uh, author of the book Phantasm Exhumed, which is like a behind-the-scenes look at the Phantasm series, is making a new book called Slash of the Titans, The Road to Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, It's not actually about the book itself, but about the 10 years that the project spent in development hell. It was a long-ass time. Yeah. Because, I mean... You know, everybody knows about the end of Freddy, or not Freddy, um, Jason Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. That set it up. I mean, and that was in uh, 90, shit, 90, 
93? I can't remember the date. Something like that. Early 90s. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Ten-year project spent. Yeah, so it must, must have been. Yeah, 93 would be 2003. Yeah. Uh, McNeil calls it the story of one film, two horror icons, and an army of screenwriters. Uh, he's hoping that it's, this will come out in February. Some of the things that the book covers are uh, different drafts of the story, including twists such as uh, Freddy being a camper and counselor at Camp Crystal Lake before becoming the Springwood Slasher. Uh, oh. There was another version that uh, where Jason was one of the Elm Street kids, and uh, his parents, uh, Pam, Pamela Voorhees, apparently was one of the vigilante mob that burned Freddy alive. That wouldn't have worked. That would not have worked. That would have been a terrible idea. Especially because... Jason, like, that would have worked until you remember that his mom is Pamela Voorhees, who killed everybody in the first movie. Right. And Jason was born in the 40s. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... So, you also find out that screenwriters wanted to include other genre icons such as Dracula, what? Uh, Frankenstein's monster, Pinhead, Leatherface, Satan, and Hitler. What? <laughs> Where the fuck is this coming from? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, Pinhead, maybe. I could, I could kind of see that. And Leatherface. But see, you know, a lot of people say there should be a, a like a, a Freddy or a Jason versus Michael or my, you know, Freddy versus Jason versus Leatherface or something like that. But Michael, more uh, Michael Myers and Leatherface, neither one of them have any kind of supernatural element to them. They're just men. Well, Michael does, sort of, in the later movies. Yeah, but that was stupid. <laughs> Of course, Jason did pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Like, almost exactly. <laughs> um, but it doesn't, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. The Hitler one is the one that's just completely throwing me off. That is... Especially since the movie took place in, like, present day. <laughs> like, how do they even make that work? Do, do they, like, go to hell or something? Or they go back in time? Maybe that's because, like, the end of... Jason goes to hell is Freddy pulling the mask down. So maybe that's, it takes place in hell and Hitler is there. <laughs> he's like the tour guide or he's like, guys, stop fighting. Welcome to hell. <laughs> oh, that was like, that was more like Swedish or something. That was a little bit of Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Swedish plumber. The turkey chicky. Uh, apparently, Steven Spielberg personally talked some director out of making this their directorial debut. Fucker. <laughs> um, there, at one point, there was a Cheech and Chong meet Jason. What? Being pitched. Oh, my God. Uh, there was a draft that New Line actually started pre-production on, but then scrapped. And uh, there was also a future Oscar-winning filmmaker who turned down the chance to direct this. Interesting. So learn about all this and more. I gotta say, I'm, I mean, they've got me hooked. Yeah, like when I first saw this, I was like, this would be a great Christmas present for Tony. Then I saw looking for a February release, and I went, well, fuck. <laughs> Maybe next year. Don't, um, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like this is because New Line owned the Jason rights at that time. I mean, they kind of. I to this day, I still don't understand where the rights reside, like who owns what, because both Paramount and New Line own different elements of Jason, and I think Crystal Lake Entertainment owns certain parts too. I, I don't understand it, but I know, like the, somebody owns like the name, and somebody owns the likeness, and somebody else owns the character, so that's somehow different. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the most. It's very convoluted. Yeah. Um. So it it makes me wonder exactly what held this up for so long, aside from just putting out like shitty scripts or not being able to just really come together. I can't imagine there are a whole lot of roadblocks production wise. I mean, like as far as you know, the studio having rights issues or anything. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, all those unanswered questions are of interest to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, I haven't read Phantasmic Zoom, so I don't really know much about McNeil's writing style, but there's a lot of very interesting... They definitely dangle dangle the carrot well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder... He must just be like an investigative writer or something. Unless he had some kind of insight on production. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Speculating. Don't need to. Probably research on my own. I'd like to see like a, maybe a documentary of this if they could do that. That'd be cool. Like I honestly, I think that would be more entertaining yeah. than, than the book. Because you know, they could get like interviews with people. Exactly, yeah. Anyway. Could be cool. Could be cool. But we'll see. We will see. Only one thing left to do. See? So, you remember in the 60s when they made a Little Shop of Horrors movie? Nope. I wasn't alive. Well, you remember in the 1980s when they made it into a musical with um, uh, Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yes. And other people. I do. <laughs> and others. <laughs> and um, the rest. <laughs> um, and how they were both pretty good. And, you know, it's like, why would you ever remake those? Yeah. Well, they're going to remake it. Well, of course they are. Um. It's being developed by Warner Brothers. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Greg Berlanti is going to EP it. No, he's going to direct. He's directing, okay. Uh, Greg Berlanti, he's currently like the... the, He's EP, and I think he's directed a few, and I think he writes maybe several of um, the CW superhero shows. Like, all of them, really. Like, he's the, the... head honcho behind Supergirl and Flash and Arrow Legends of Tomorrow um, and so, as, as far as I know the only movie he's directed is Life as We Know It which is some romantic comedy I know the title but I can't th- I can't put the movie to it 
I think it has Kristen Heigl, maybe? Hmm. Okay. Um, it's being written by monster, the Monster Trucks writer, Matthew Robinson, um, which is apparently not a good movie, so that's promising. But he also wrote uh, The Adventure of Lying, which was a good movie. Have you was seen it? that? No, I, I wanted to because I, I love Ricky Gervais, but... Do you know the premise? Uh, he's like the first person to ever lie or something. Yeah, like it, it, the story exists in a world where lying in is a not world. A, yes, where lying is not a thing. People don't lie, and so people are just fucking really serious and like boring. And so they believe everything he says. Yeah, he just decides one day. It's like, well, what if I didn't tell the truth? <laughs> um, and yeah people start to believe that he speaks to god clarity ensues yeah well actually he creates god oh like, he literally creates god because only Richard gervais would make a movie like this god doesn't exist because nobody lies <laughs> <laughs> people don't tell things that aren't true so <laughs> there's no god so he creates god essentially but he doesn't call it god because god is not a word that exists okay uh, it's 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 a good movie. All right. Um, and I haven't seen Monster Trucks, but I've heard it's not good and it looks stupid. So I haven't heard anything about it except from you. So yeah, it looks dumb. Okay, dumb, 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 dumb. Um, it's about a clumsy young man who raises a plant, discovers it, discovers it's carnivorous, and kills to keep it fed. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me now. Uh. And how are you going to top that? Fucking Audrey Tube voiced by Little Richard. Wait, right? Am I right about that? I don't know. I know it was supposed to sound like Little Richard. Uh, keep talking. The original was not a musical. No, it wasn't. But it was actually, it was adapted into a Broadway musical. Or off-Broadway, rather. Right. And then they adapted the musical into a movie. The original had a young Jack Nicholson, and then the 1986 one, directed by Frank Kermit the Frog Oz, <laughs> um, that one had Bill Murray playing the, the role that Jack Nicholson played. Right. And Bill Murray was a very minor role in that. Yeah. Which, like, I, I, it's been so long since I've seen the, the 1961, so I don't really remember how... I don't think Jack Nicholson was very prominent. No? No. Okay. Because he uh, wasn't, I mean, he wasn't Jack Nicholson yet. See, Audrey 2 was voiced by uh, Levi Stubbs. So not... Not Little Richard at all. No. But I, like I say, I th think that was probably the, the goal. Yeah. He did the voice of Mother Brain in Captain N, the Game Master. Do you remember that cartoon? Nope. Oh, fuck, dude. It was like it was the cartoon where like all the characters were Nintendo characters. Oh, doesn't look familiar. Oh, dude, it's so good. At least it's like when I was like six years old, I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, this feels like they're uh, they're they're those are big shoes to fill, and I don't know. How they're gonna do it? I've, I I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, if you look at the cast from the original, you got Rick Moranis, Steve Martin, 
Bill Murray, John Candy, Christopher Guest. All these like amazing, funny people. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're. Why? Gonna... Why would you try to top that? Well, I mean, why? I mean, they don't need a reason why. They money. That's the that's the reason. Well, yeah, but they this. What irritates me most about it is like they're just they have no scruples. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Like if the you know you have these cherished movies that are just like, oh my god, this is like this is perfect. You can't fix it. And then like, all right, we're gonna make a new one. <laughs> I was it's, this, it's a remake of the nineteen eighty six one, so it will be a musical, right? And I it just dawned on me that they're probably gonna have a CGI plant. Oh, God. That makes me sad. I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe they won't, but they will. Probably will. And it'll probably be, like, enormous. It'll grow to, like, 30 feet tall <laughs> for reasons. Well, Audrey Shue and the original got pretty big. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking, like, enormous. Like Godzilla. Maybe it should yeah. fight Godzilla. Maybe it should fight Jackzilla. Jackzilla? Apparently, the guy who wrote Jack Frost had an idea for part three. Oh, God. Where he was 20 stories tall and he would absorb himself into buildings and then, like, go through the air ducts. That sounds really bad. And he called it Jackzilla. I started watching Jack Frost last night. I don't know why. (laughs) I was just going to say why. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, I don't really remember this. Is it as bad as I remember it and people say it is? Yep. Um, I stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> if you guys ever want to see Shannon Elizabeth get raped by a snowman with her real boobs, there's your movie. Watch that. Yep. So yeah, they should not make this. No, they. I mean, they should. I was listening to another podcast, um, and they actually made a pretty good point. People talk about all the remakes nowadays. Um, but it's like if you if you look back, like the '86 one was a remake. Yeah, true. But it was so much better than the original. Well, and it was also so much of a departure from the original. It's true because it was a musical. The original was not a musical. Yeah. Um, but it's also a comedy. The original is a sci-fi. Was it? I remember it's Roger Corman. Well, I suppose Corman. I think he. I think he knew that his movies were schlocky. <laughs> well, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, like an outright comedy like the the eighty six one was. I suppose I have to rewatch it. Like I said, I, I don't. I was probably in high school the last time I watched it. Um. Yeah, it's just. But also, I don't think many people in nineteen eighty six were like, "You're going to remake." Fucking Little Shop of Horrors, really? That movie's so good. It's true. Like we say on the show all the time, like remake bad movies. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like there's there is a endless supply of really bad movies <laughs> yeah. that just need somebody who knows how to write that fill in plot holes and somebody that can direct and people that can act. That's all they like, need. Like, that bigger budget. Uh, well, sure. Maybe. But it's like, you know, it, I'll, I'll compare this to like 
building like a character's strengths and like like think of like something like a Final Fantasy game or something, and you you know you build up their armor and they build up their strength and speed and their weaponry. You build up all these different traits about the characters. It's like if you just improve one thing, it does wonders for your character. Yeah. And it's like it could be the same thing for the movie. It's like you don't have to hit all these points. If you just improve one thing, it could make a, a really bad movie much better. True. So it's like do that. Go buy up the rights to these shitty movies that nobody watches. Probably be a lot cheaper too. <laughs> exactly. And make it good. Of course, you know, Paramount probably already owns the rights to this. <laughs> Or Warner Brothers, sorry. Warner Brothers, yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, it's probably going to suck. I don't know. Maybe they'll get a good cast and it'll be funny. I don't know. Maybe, but probably not. They'll probably get a bunch of people that like were in Disney shows and High School Musical. Because that's pretty much all they're using. Like, like they did those live shows like Grease and they're going to do... Um, Hairspray. It's like all these people, they're just either burned up, washed out comedians that just are irrelevant now, or they're these young kids from like Disney shows. Well, that would be bad. I hope they don't do that. I, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that they are, or they will, but time will tell. We came from the year 2135 with our hard metal gear and our laser beam eyes. Power cells flowing, zombies won't be knowing. We'll take them undead or alive. We'll blow off their faces and rip off their limbs. And only 10 paces, their chest looks real slim. We're programmed to kill. So, one of our favorite directors on this show is Mike Flanagan, uh, the man responsible for Oculus. Mikey F. And, uh, we call him that. We, we do call him that sometimes. He doesn't like it. Might be the first time we've called him that, but, you know. We're going to start. I've heard that Ouija Origin of Evil is actually good. Um, Are we reviewing that at some point? Eh, probably not. Okay. I mean, if you want to put it on the list, go for it. Uh, but his next film is going to be called Inherit the Earth. Uh, he's going to be writing and directing this. It's loosely based on a spec script by J.T. Petty based on IDW's Zombies vs. Robots comic. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, in the comic, a young girl is the last survivor on Earth, and she's protected by a group of robots <laughs> from a pack of zombies that are e- intelligent and evolved. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mikey F., what are you doing? <laughs> what, have, what have you gotten yourself into? You know, I've uh, made this point before with um, uh, George Romero's newer movies. Zombies are dead. Dead things don't evolve. They decompose yeah. and rot. They Dead things continue to die. <laughs> yes. They don't That's evolve. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> they devolve, if anything. Yeah. They, they turn into sludge. Yeah. And compost. Yeah. And so garbage. Yeah. So implying that a zombie could evolve is nonsense. Like, that's outrageous. Yeah course i mean the existence of zombies right it's 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 tough to try and argue logistics of walking dead sure but don't think that's going to stop me (laughs) because i pick petty arguments uh flanagan is expected to give the film a creative overhaul um 
As of now, the film is described as focusing on a servant protector robot who is tasked to protect a young girl. That's all it says. It doesn't mention zombies. It also just mentions a robot. This could be about anything. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't sound like the same movie anymore. So the term, it's Terminator 2. It's, it is Terminator 2 <laughs> with a girl. So it's Terminator Genesis. Gen- Genesis? Yes. It's that, yeah. That is the movie that this is. Uh, now for the bad news. This is going to be produced by Brad Fuller, Andrew Form, and Michael Bay. Oh, no. <laughs> that list just kept getting worse. Also known as the Three Stooges of Platinum Dunes. They, they do call them that. We call them that all the time. Yep. Off air. That's we why we've never heard it before. <laughs> yep. We definitely didn't just make that up. <laughs> so what do you think about this one? <laughs> Is there anything to think? This sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, like that. The, the synopsis that they have of this servant protector robot, again, one robot, tasked to protect a young girl. Like protect her from what? Just the world in general? Yeah. And like, I mean, what kind of robot... I mean, we're talking like like Bender from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be a walking tin can, or is I gonna... am a robot? <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, is it going to be something more like a Terminator, or like something that's you know um, cognizant, like uh, or like an android? Yeah, or like you know, like uh, that like shit. data. What like data? Da- data. Data from. Next generation, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe something like uh, uh, from iRobot, that shitty fucking Will Smith movie. Yeah, or uh, like or like IG88. What from Star Wars? Oh, I don't follow Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I spend my time with superheroes. Damn it. <laughs> um. Why you got a player hate on IG-88? I don't even know what IG-88 is. That's an MC Chris song. Okay. All right. Bro. Star Wars guy. I'm not even that into Star Wars. <laughs> I just know what IG-88 is. Okay. I get it. Do you? Yes. I get you don't it. get it. Because <laughs> I told you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Or is it going to be like... Like a trash robot. Like Wally? Like like Wally, yeah. <laughs> beep boop. Or like um Fuck. The the that eighties robot. Johnny Five? No, 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 no. <laughs> the toy that you could buy. It would bring you drinks. <laughs> uh not Redmond the robot. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck. I don't know. Uh, it was a little before my time. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. He was like the first version of Redman the Robot. <laughs> yes. Was it, was it Robbie the Robot? Maybe it's like a GoBot. Not a GoBot. Are GoBots like Transformer type things? Yeah, kind of. Kind of like Transformer ripoffs. Right. <laughs> the Kmart version? Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe they'll be like Transformers. I don't know. It could be anything, really. 
It could be. Maybe it's not even a robot. Maybe it's like it's a robot of the mind. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? It's an it's an allegory <laughs> of some kind. It's actually like it's a bot, like an internet bot. <laughs> or it's like an AI that's like on her cell phone or something. Yeah. Like Jarvis. <laughs> Why are we doing this? What I don't know. What are we doing? We're just wasting time. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this anymore. Flanagan, could you please tell us what the fuck is going on? Because I'm confused by this. Are there or are there not zombies? Not zombies. There's not zombies? I don't know. Or there are not zombies? Maybe there Maybe there are zombies. I don't know. One would think that because it was adapted from something called Zombies vs. Robots, <laughs> uh, which sounds like fucking gag toys that you'd pick up at, like, uh fireworks or fuego <laughs> or spencer's yeah like one of those kitschy places yeah um one would think that there are zombies right but it's loosely based right and i've been deceived before <laughs> anyway so i don't, I don't know like i want to i want to put trust in flanagan but this just doesn't sound good well, this happens to a lot of greats. You know, people have promising careers and they do a bad movie. Then they align themselves with Michael Bay. Right. <sighs> Terrible. All right. <laughs> That's going to wrap up. That's hey, horror business. It? Wrap up. Ah, uh, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Puns. No more horror business. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you sorry there's no more? Or are you sorry for that shitty horror business we just <laughs> delivered? Sorry for the horror business. So what are we doing now? Are we doing the contest now? Uh, yeah. Let's All do right. that. So uh, if I can be completely frank here. Okay. Uh, we didn't get a lot of responses. No, we didn't. Which was disappointing because we're giving away stuff. Yeah, like we're giving free shit out here, people. Um, and... On that same subject, uh, you guys didn't really listen. We, no. we we said give us three or five sentences to a paragraph, and uh, we got a lot of like, I like gremlins because Gizmo's cute. Yeah, that's 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 three to five words. <laughs> but I mean, we did get a couple that were pretty good. Uh, I think we're gonna read we're gonna read some of them, and then we'll we'll tell you our favorites. Uh, if you if you entered, you get a free sticker. So, you know, we'll be getting in touch with you to, to send those out. And yeah, I mean, even if you just fucking yell gibberish at us, we will send you a free sticker. Um, but and then the winner is, of course, getting a digital download of the movie Krampus. So Tony is pulling up the results here. Sorry. I don't know how to make this like the slide. Just, just leave it how it is. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> We're, we are so professional. This is going great. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Remember, this is a two-part episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so our first entry was from Gilly. Well, Gilly. I don't, Gilly. <laughs> I don't know if this was our first episode. I'm just saying that. Um, uh, Gilly. She? I believe it's a he. He? Okay. He said... Gremlins, 
fantastic comp- concept in what was a very strong year for horror films, which is 1984, in which Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Final Chapter, Silent Night, Deadly Night, etc. came out. Uh, cute little gizmo, and then, then uh, God damn it, the even cuter Phoebe Cates, What's Not to Enjoy. Fair point. He's got a point about the Phoebe Cates. He sure does. Man, if I was born like a few years earlier, Phoebe Cates would have been like my first real just crush. Spank job? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I like I would have seen Fast Times, and I just would have lost my goddamn mind. Yep. Or uh, um, Private School. I would have just ripped my pecker right off. <laughs> uh, it would have been so red. <laughs> so raw. <laughs> Uh, D. Are you want to read this one? Oh, sure. Uh, D. Wise says, "Evil Christmas is the best kind of Christmas." My favorite Christmas horror film has got to be Michael Doherty's Krampus. He's just saying that because that's what we were giving Suck away. Suck up. <laughs> uh, I think it's a film that perfectly captures the spirit of Christmas while having a dark edge to it. It's a very cozy film as well. I can totally see myself on a cold winter's night, snuggling up in a warm blanket and drinking a cup of hot chocolate while enjoying this film. I'd like to say that's a good answer. That is a good answer. Thank yeah. you, D. Wise. Um. Yeah, I mean, won't won't judge. I would not pick Krampus as my favorite horror, Christmas horror, but that's a good enough reason. (coughs) (laughs) Gilly's profile picture has a guy and a girl in it, so I don't know. Gilly. Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Slack said. gremlins because gizmo is super cute and i totally wanted one as a pet when i was a kid as long as he doesn't eat after midnight and turn ugly fair enough yep Uh, our old friends the horror addicts say it's got to be gremlins it's heartwarming scary iconic and loads of fun for all ages again fair i mean these are really succinct answers yeah we're right. looking for something a little more like Gilly and D Wise's. Something, something a little more meaty. Yeah. Sink her teeth into him. <laughs> being really creepy right now. <laughs> okay. Kevin Nesgoda. That idiot. <laughs> this fucking guy. He said, It's Krampus! Exclamation point. Initially, that was all he said. <laughs> he, it. he responded to the post and said it's Krampus and I said you have to say why uh, he says because it has all the elements to become a horror quality classic oh okay isn't he a writer <laughs> <laughs> he's a blogger oh <laughs> one of those <laughs> oh uh, Colton aka Snakeneck uh, says Santa's sleigh is definitely my favorite why, you ask? Well, that's easy. Bill Goldberg's snowmobile chase. That is all. Okay. That That is all. <laughs> Valid reason? Although there's so many more reasons to love that movie. Yeah. That's like one of those movies that's so bad, but you love it anyway. Yeah. Like, you got Bill Goldberg spitting hot coal at people. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. And Santa's evil. Yeah. Kills people with a stripper pole <laughs> in a strip club. It's so good. And Dave Thomas is in it. I Which, mean, by the on. way, did you know Bill Goldberg met his wife in that scene? No. <laughs> <laughs> his wife was like one of the dancers. <laughs> uh, is this supposed to be backhanded? I guess so. Backhanded? I don't know. Uh, it says, uh, my favorite holiday 
horror movie actually was slash is the Krampus. I'd never seen anything like it before, and I absolutely loved how it was done. Fair enough. All right. And our winner, <laughs> which, I mean, the guy's a lyricist, so it kind of makes sense that he's going to have the best one. But our old pal, uh, Wisdom, says, Silent Night, Deadly Night. The beginning itself is just super foul. Seeing your parents get killed by a lunatic in a Santa outfit? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this automatically makes you feel for the main character, Billy. So during this demented, creepy movie, you almost root for the guy in a weird way, even though he's turned completely apeshit. I think what I like most about this movie is that it's a total 80s B-movie horror flick, in that it does things that today's horror flicks just can't do because it's so fucked up. <laughs> that is a solid answer, guys. Yeah, that's what we were looking for. Like, you know, a few sentences, get really into why you liked it. You know, not just superficial stuff, but... Like, I don't want to say that your answers sucked. <laughs> Except for Kevin. Yeah, fuck Kevin. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, but that's what But that's what we were looking for. <laughs> but regardless, thank you all for entering. Yeah, I'm just teasing. Thanks so much for entering, guys. We, uh, we will get in touch with you to send you out a, uh, a Great Plot Podcast sticker. Congratulations to Wisdom on winning the free digital download of Krampus. Yes. And Merry Christmas. To all and to all, a good evening. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're going to do one of our reviews. Right. To close out the show. Uh, back last. Perhaps, yeah, before. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. B- before we jump into this, um, do we want to talk about our, some of the changes we're having next year? Uh, let's do that in part two. Okay. We'll do that. All right. Let's look forward to that. <laughs> exciting news, guys. Um, a while back. Sort of, sort of exciting. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but we, we interviewed a gentleman by the name of Mikey McMurrin, who was looking to crowdfund a movie called Secret Santa. He, uh, he ended up getting, I want to say like $6,000. Was that it? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Uh, but he made the movie, and it's out now. You can go get it. At uh, some store, probably stores. <laughs> um, at many stores, I believe it's also available on iTunes and the like. Uh, but yeah, this is Secret Santa. Let's get the Secret Santa party started. It's Christmas time. Merry Christmas from your Secret Santa. That special time of year when people come together. A power drill. But someone has other plans. Oh, great. Exactly what I asked for. A meat cleaver. I didn't get you that. And it's brought their own version of holiday cheer. Gardening cheers? This Christmas. You better shout. You better cry. You better pout. I'm telling you why. Secret Santa has come to town. Okay, so Secret Santa is about a group of college students who, um, obviously, it's Christmas time, and they're going to have a Secret Santa party. 
And so they all get together. Although, right off the bat, one of them gets picked off. She, they come home from this Christmas party. <laughs> and the girl's like, why do we leave so early? And it's like, because you got drunk and threw up on the bouncer. <laughs> <coughs> and then she gets naked. She does. Just that was surprising. I didn't important, s- important plot point. I did not expect that. Thank you, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. Wait, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> but then she comes back to her room to find a present on her bed. And when she opens it, there's a power drill inside. She's like, oh, neat. Just what I always wanted. <laughs> and then when she goes to bed. It's not even a new power drill. Yeah. It's like this old, beat up, shitty, rusty power drill. Yeah. Then when she goes to bed, somebody sneaks into her room and kills her with the power drill. Yes. And then. That uh, does indeed happen. Her friends go on to have this secret Santa party. They kind of wonder where she is, but more or less, they're just like, oh, whatever. She's gone. <laughs> well, it's like eventually at some point, they, one of them gets like a text or something from her. Yeah. Saying that her grandfather died and so she had to leave. Suddenly. Right. That's right. Um, but yeah, as they're having the secret Santa party, it's kind of the same thing. Everybody opens their present and it's, there's a meat cleaver. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, a hair dryer. Uh, yeah, a hair. <laughs> that's such a great scene. <laughs> um, what else? Was there a screwdriver? Yes, I remember somebody getting killed by a screwdriver, but I don't recall them opening the present. Getting killed, a screwdriver. Yeah, clapped up. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, what else? We should have written this down. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, professionals. <laughs> did I mention reconsummate professionals? But I mean, you get the point. You open your present, you end up getting killed by your present. It's very like clue almost. Yeah. The movie, not the board game. Yeah. Almost. Almost. But not quite. But almost. But Christmas. What? But Christmas. Yes. It's like clue, but Christmas. Yes, Christmas. Christmas clue. clue. I'd play that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he was killed by the eggnog in the convert- conservatory. No, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's poison. Poison eggnog. Oh. It's like <laughs> he's in the conservatory. She's a glass of eggnog. Oh. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's poison. Would you do that with anything anywhere? To see a glass of something and drink it? <laughs> It's like, if you were in a bar and you saw like a half-empty bottle of beer, would you drink it? <laughs> How drunk am I? <laughs> okay. Fair point. <laughs> Let's take it to uh, the the beer garden. <laughs> Not even in the bar, like outside. Same question. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> um, then, you know, there's, there's other plot devices in the story. There's one girl who is dating one of their teachers. That becomes a thing. Uh, there's a guy that looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that dude's such a weirdo. Yeah, he was the, the comedy relief. Yeah. Was his name Wayne or Dwayne? Uh, good question. It sounded like it went back and forth. Like some people called him Wayne and some people called him Dane. Dwayne. No uh, one called him Dane. He's in the credits as Dwayne. 
then it's probably Dwayne. Probably. <laughs> I would think that uh, whoever wrote the IMDb article would know. Yeah. Um, that guy, like, the, the comedy in this, you know, from a low-budget movie, you don't typically expect some good comedy. Um, but it's actually pretty funny. It was. Uh, there were some parts where I actually laughed out loud. Yeah, me too. Um, and, you know, I think Mike did, like, or Mikey, go by Mikey. Um, His Twitter account is Mikey, so I don't okay, know. Something Mikey did very well, and I have to assume is consciously, you know, so many low-budget movies, um, they take themselves too seriously, so it comes across as just, like, this, like, over, over overreaching low budget shitty movie uh and not calling that calling this that at all but what i'm saying is mike or mikey used the the low budget nature of of the film as comedy and like like he infused comedy into it so it it really kind of disarmed that almost yeah if you wait disarmed what the, the 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 low budget feel of it Okay, yeah. Um, which I also I, love that, like he, you know, he knew what his budget was, and so he made it like this, this like grindhouse looking. Yeah, gave it this grit to it, and made it. You know, it it doesn't look like he tried to make it look really good, but failed. He's like, all right, it's gonna be shitty. Let's make it. Let's go full shitty. Right. I mean, like technically speaking, you know, uh, the the. They were either using a, a decent camera, I could tell. I mean, I don't know exactly what they're using, and I'm by no means a camera expert. But you know, they they he added like a like an after effect of like kind of a film grain, like a beat up old grindhouse reel, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that played really well because you know you could tell he didn't have like the greatest lighting in this house he was shooting in, right. Um, but and it worked really well, technically speaking. I think it, it created, even though he was using a digital format, it really helped. It it, it worked well with that grainy f- filter that he put on, or grainy effect to make make it look more grindhouse. Yeah, and I mean, when we talked to him, he talked about how he wanted to make this like throwback slasher. Um, you know, with like hat tips to the old Friday the Thirteenth and um, Black Christmas, mm-hmm. and and I think he did that really well. Yeah. Um, I I think he like everything that he told us he was trying to do. I think he fucking hit it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, you could tell watching this that he there was no there weren't any mis- mistakes as far as like what the final product was like. It really seemed like this is exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the thing is he went into it knowing that his yeah six thousand one hundred and fifty that's what that's what he raised. Mm-hmm. Um, although CAD does that mean Canadian? Yes. Oh, how much is that American? Um, probably. I don't know. Uh, Five thousand something. Six thousand one hundred, you said. Six thousand one hundred fifty. It's four thousand six hundred and ten dollars American. So that that is a very small budget, and uh, 
I think he, you know, he went into it knowing this is all I've got. I've got $4,600. I can't make this big giant movie. I can't have all kinds of crazy effects. And so he, you know, stayed within his budget. He didn't try to do too much. Yeah. And I think that worked so well. Yeah. Cause I didn't, didn't he say when we, I wish I would have gone back and listened to the interview again. Um, didn't he say like that he, he, he wanted to take care of his cast. Like first and foremost, like he wanted to get like some legit craft service and stuff. Or was it somebody else? I don't think that was him because he said that his, like his mom and dad were making sandwiches and stuff for people on set. Right, I guess it's true. And, 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 like, and, the, and the I, I didn't know says craft services by Ma and Pa Catering. Right, I thought it was just the company name, but I think right. I think it was legitimately his mom and dad. Also, if you look in the credits, you'll see uh, some familiar names. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Mike. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice of you. Thank you. Um, I thought this movie was a ton of fun. It it was, and like honestly, I wasn't expecting it. Me neither. I mean, not not to discredit mikey or anything but like I, I was not expecting to enjoy this as much as i did um i mean it was not without its faults like pretty much every movie on the planet is but, sure um yeah I, I guess i didn't expect what i got and i was pleasantly and like surprised for four forty six hundred dollars the effects are pretty good yeah i mean like you know they're very simple but they're they're effective yeah and this movie is bloody as fuck. Right. And it doesn't like do a lot of cutaways like you might see in low, other low-budget movies. Mm-hmm. Um, at least none come to mind. I mean, I can think of like at least one where like you see the person who's doing the killing and then like just blood splash up on them. That's true. Um, but I mean, you've got people getting... Like we said, chopped up with meat cleavers. Uh, somebody gets decapitated with a chainsaw. Decapitated. Uh, stabbed with a screwdriver. Uh, stabbed with a knife. Yeah. And and you like you see it. It's like you said. There's not a lot of pullaways. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, very simple effects, but very effective. Right. Um. So I mean, I think we. I don't think we covered the like the whole plot as a whole did we not really so i mean like they're they're all college kids did you i don't yeah you mentioned that i said that at the beginning yeah okay um and like one of them is a and Mike, mikey talked about this during the interview one of them is a cam cam girl model yeah um which <laughs> she apparently her like shtick is that she just jams thing up up inside her yeah and then there's a t- there's a, at one point you see all these things spread out on her bed and there's you know dildos. This is the biggest blackest dildo she carries around in her purse. <laughs> then there's like cucumbers. Then there's like a a panini <laughs> bread roll. This is a baguette. <laughs> baguette. Thank you. Yeah. There's a watermelon. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> and like. Her roommate comes in and sees this bowl of fruit, sit, bowl of fruit and vegetables sitting on her, <laughs> on her bed. She's like, "Hey, that's for the whole house." And she takes it in, in the kitchen and makes a fucking smoothie out of it. She's like, mm, "Want some?" She's like, yeah, "I'm good." No, nah, nah. Um, I kind of like was just waiting for her to be like, 
It tastes like pussy. <laughs> um, and this girl's uh, Nikki and her boyfriend. What was his Brian. Name? Brian. <laughs> like, I, uh, the guy kind of looked like a goober, and he has like these two really good looking. He's these two really good looking chicks, just like not really fighting over him, but like into he, him. Yeah, he's he's you know he's Nikki's boyfriend. But he's banging Nikki's roommate on the side. I think it was just one time. Whatever. But she, she wants it again. Yeah, she wants the dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so to make him jealous, she tries to bang Thumbhead, <laughs> <laughs> who can't get his dick up because he's fucked up on perks. Yeah. <laughs> um, or is it Adderall? That's what that's what the kids use, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think Adderall gives you a limp dick, too, doesn't it? I don't know. Never had Adderall. Neither I. I don't do drugs. <laughs> um, drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do drugs, okay? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah, this guy has, Brian, Yeah, right, has these two girls interest, like, so into him. And he looks like a goober. Like, <laughs> he's got his hair parted down the middle. <laughs> and he's just, like... This aloof jackass, like he, he comes across kind of stupid, a little bit. But I, that just confused the hell out of me. It's like, why these two chicks want some dude that parts his hair down the middle so hard? <laughs> He's got like the like Sean Hunter haircut from Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and then you've got the teacher who looks like Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like like a scrawny Roman Reigns, and he's he's banging one of the one of the students, right? And that girl, it's like Olivia. I couldn't, I couldn't okay, uh, yeah, Olivia. I couldn't get a f- feel for her character because she played like this really, um, like anal, like organized person, and kind of like the prude and like the the ho- the house mother, basically. You know, in this house of or like was three, four girls that lived there. Four. Um, but then also she's wearing like this really short, like plaid schoolgirl type skirt, and she's kind of s- not slutty, but um, I don't know. Just horny. I, I I can't think of a better term. Randy? Huh? Randy? Sure. So it's just like she's salacious. <laughs> she's playing like these two different element, like these two different characters, and like I was trying to get a feel for who she actually was, and I don't know. Well, then like the her professor boyfriend guy, he like didn't fit in. He really had no idea what his purpose was. Yeah, because you know he's these kids' teacher, and he's trying to not be super awkward and does a very bad job about it right and he's kind of a dick he's yeah a little bit of a dick like he kept telling the guy um, not touch his jacket yeah um what do you think of the look of the killer not bad not anything spectacular yeah i mean it's not um it's not like uh, an iconic look. No, I don't know if that was what 
Mike was going for or not. But. I mean, when we talked to him, he talked about how it, it, in the script it always just said ski mask. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned, like, why don't you do something better? Because <laughs> we're kind of assholes. We are kind of assholes. And he was like, no. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Whatever. I paid for this shit. <laughs> I gave you money. <laughs> I remember, as I, say. I remember thinking after we interviewed him, he's like, yeah, I, I think he said like, oh, you know, I'm, there's something along the lines of like, you know, I'm happy with the way it looks now, but like I'm open to other yeah, suggestions. Yeah. Like in my fucking arrogant mind, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll come up with a cool mask design for him <laughs> and then he'll use it. <laughs> like, like I started like kind of drawing up some simple ideas. I'm like, wait a minute. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck am I? <laughs> He's not going to use this. <laughs> uh, it's funny the things we do when we're like we're sure that we're right. <laughs> what did you think about when they like the reveal of who the killer was? Uh, honestly, I saw it coming. See, I didn't really. But it's one of those things that, like in hindsight, I feel like I should have. Yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised, and I was I was actually just like, oh shit, what? Yeah, like I. <sighs> I didn't see the way that it was revealed. Yeah. But I I knew who it was. Hmm. That was about three quarters or so way through the movie. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of a lot of time in the movie guessing who it was. Um I guess that was kind of like a afterthought for me. I was just more wrapped up in the movie itself. Yeah, it was kind of those. Like I was wondering, as I was watching it, if they were actually even going to reveal who it was, mm, yeah, or if it was just going to be like this, you know, faceless killer kind of thing. I wonder if I would have maybe preferred that had they not re- had they not revealed the killer. I don't know. I could see some merit to that. I liked the reveal, but then again, I didn't see it coming. Hmm. 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 Yes. <clears throat> well, I'm glad I gave this my money. Yeah, I think this was a good investment. <laughs> I enjoyed this immensely. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I liked it a lot, too. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't expect it to, to like it yeah. as much as I did. Um, but he did everything right, I think. Yeah. Um, from a, from a low-budget standpoint i mean he had decent enough actors shot it well enough and and knew what it was going to look like when he shot it that makes sense i think so um and like i said the, the i think the the best thing he did was incorporate comedy into it to kind of lighten the mood to keep it on par with just the the inherent goofiness that comes with low budget filmmaking. Yeah, um, I think that was just it's kind of like the old laugh with them, not laugh at them. Exactly. Like he's he's controlling the comedy. Yeah. Um, and that was really smart. I thought so. Um, are you ready to give a rating? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. All right. I thought it was a, a ton of fun. Um. I, I thought for such a low budget, I thought he did a great job. And I, I thought that it was uh, 
I loved I loved the end, and I loved uh, just about everything about it. Um, there are some things about the story that I would have changed. I think would have made the plot a little more cohesive. Not 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 so much the plot. The plot wasn't the problem. It was the the scene by scene. I guess. Um, there were just some things where I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, something that takes. There's there are parts that took a little extra suspension of disbelief, um, yeah. to to enjoy them, and I think those are probably the things I would have changed a little bit to make it a little transitions a little smoother. It's also very disappointing that Carissa didn't show her boobs. It was disappointing, especially since we got so close. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know the 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 actual webcam model, Nikki. She never. She never got to <laughs> But there were two butts. Two butts. Yes. And some some boobs through a cloudy glass. And a dick. And a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Um. So. Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll give it a seven. Cool. Well, well done, Mike. Yeah, really good job. Really. Impressed and, and happy for you. Can't wait to get my DVD in the mail. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's going to do it for this part of the episode. Yeah. Um. We're probably running it well, about an hour and a half, so a little short of what a normal episode would be, but it's a good point to cut off. Um, we'll be back here in a few days, like I said, Friday, with the rest of this episode. Uh, where we're going to be reviewing Red Christmas and talking to the director, Craig Anderson. Uh, and we'll be also doing our gift exchange because <laughs> you all care about that. Yep. <laughs> I'm so glad that's been a part of every Christmas special because people are totally interested in what we give each other. Totally. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, and for the next few days, Taylor, where can they find us? Uh, make sure to check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Google+, everything except Pinterest, because fuck Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest is useless. I'm like, Pinterest is dumb. I'm sorry. I've tried to use Pinterest so many times, and it's just like, why am I bothering? What am I doing? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's like, I can do this exact thing uh, by favoriting this website or bookmarking it yeah it's like the exact same thing but then other people can't see it <laughs> because people give a shit what yeah, i want to see what other people yeah. like <laughs> i don't care i don't care what you like it's so fucking dumb <laughs> anyway <laughs> um also and if you want to support the show uh patreon.com slash great plot podcast yes uh and that's it so we'll catch you again on friday we hope you come back for the rest of the episode please please come back please come back I know this one started off rough, but I think it got better. It was, was alright. It could have been worse. <laughs> We've had worse. We have had worse. <laughs> um, and, uh... Oh, and we'll also be talking about uh, some changes coming to the show next year. So oh, right. Yeah. Tune in for that. We'll catch you again in a couple days, guys. Till then, I'm Skeletonic. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Once bitter. Twice shy, I